this is how Long Island nurse Sandra Lindsay became the first person in the United States to get a COVID-19 vaccine. So I've been saying openly to my colleagues, my bosses, to everyone, like, I am so ready for this vaccine. This pandemic is horrible. I'm tired of seeing people suffer and die. I'm, I've never been so afraid in my career. Lindsay is director of nursing for critical care at Long Island Jewish Medical Center. Obviously, other people received the vaccine in trials before her, and more people followed immediately after. But she appears to have been number one for the real thing. She works the ICU, right in the line of fire all year, eager for backup from a vaccine. So on the Sunday night, December 13th, I got a call um, inquiring if I was um, still interested in the, in the vaccine. And I said, yeah, absolutely. Her boss warned her there might be a little something honoring the occasion. And she said, no, there might be a press conference with the governor of you getting the vaccine. <laughs> and I thought maybe some photos, figure the governor is there, my CEO would be there, and all my senior leaders, including my boss. There will be some quick photos, maybe for the Northwell, you know, webpage and right. all of that. But I did not expect all of the cameras, and I did not expect learned that I was first in New York State and the first in the country to get the vaccine. So, yeah, it's just been very hectic after that. I'm Mark Chisano, and this is episode 38 of Life Under Coronavirus, Newsday Opinion's oral history of the pandemic. We were really glad to talk to Lindsay because not only is this Long Islander now an international celebrity, she's also still been working. Oh, yeah. Um, So the next, the day after receiving the vaccine, um, I got the opportunity to be on a few morning shows to share my experiences. And then I went right back to work. I have not taken a day off. There's a lot to do. On the one hand, there's convincing people to take the vaccine. And Lindsay said that even some of her colleagues were nervous about it. So some people are nervous about it. Um, Some people have said that, you know, I was on the fence and you really inspired me, so they've gotten it. And some people are still thinking about it. Some people, because um, there is no data yet on, say, pregnancy or if you're planning to have a baby and they they want to, they're kind of holding off. But the sentiments have been mostly you know, you inspired me to go get it. Lindsay is also busy with the pandemic that's still surging in ICUs across Long Island. People are still scared. There is this fear. Our volume is starting to go up a little from, you know, what we've seen in the last, say, month or two. For some staff, we've had people just break down crying because they remember what they went through. It's kind of fitting, actually, that Lindsay was singled out to be first for the vaccine, given how her hospital experience this spring was so emblematic of the pandemic. You remember the mental and physical exhaustion. There are days when I got home and I don't remember the drive home Mm. because I was constantly thinking. Um, They were long days, very long days, and I still have vivid images of nurses, staff dressed in 
looks like we're going to space. The pandemic was personal to Lindsay. Her brother is a respiratory therapist in Maryland, and she talks to him every day. She lost an aunt and uncle to COVID, and also a colleague. It was from the surgical division, but he died in one of my ICUs. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Was, was the family able to come or, or not? not no, no family was able to come. So, you know, we, the staff were the family. They were the nurses, the family, the friend. They were whatever. They were amazing. Everyone was just so amazing. She says she had a few things that helped her mental health through the year. First of all, she was taking classes towards a doctorate in health sciences. And then there was running. On days when I got home and lighting um, permitted, I would go for a long run Hmm. with just reggae or soca music blasted in my ears. And if if, um, I could catch a sunset, I would sit by my town dock and just watch the sunset and file away everything that I went through for that day. Lindsay has family all over the country, mother, son, grandson, brothers and sisters, but she doesn't live with them now. I live alone now. That must have been hard while you're you're doing all this. Yeah, very hard. But I have a friend also who's in healthcare, and um, not with Northwell, she's with another big health system. And she was also scared as well. And she lives alone. And, you know, she came up with this plan. She said, Sandra, so if I get sick, can you come over? She has a house. Can you come over? And I'll move down to the basement to quarantine. You can stay up on the main level just so you can keep an ear out for me, you know, oversee, make sure I'm okay. And if you get sick, I'll do the same for you. Wow. Wow. And it never came to that? No. So she's doing well. She got her jab, too, the day after me. (laughs) Wow, that's great. um, Yeah. So we both stayed healthy, thank God. Um, But we know we're not out of the woods yet. Lindsay said she had no pain or side effects from the first shot, or the jab, as she called it. It's possible she might have some side effects when she gets the second. Perhaps when the second dose, when I'm scheduled, I'm scheduled in three weeks, so that mm-hmm. will be January 4th. Um, I know the experts have said that, you know, that one might be a little rougher in terms of side effects because it's a booster shot. Mm. Um, so may get, you know, some of the inflammatory responses, um, or pain at the site, or just feeling weak and lousy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm ready for it. I know that the one shot alone doesn't work, so I need both. Lindsay said she hadn't fully processed the whole first in the nation thing. I don't think the historic part has hit me yet. She always wanted to be a nurse, even growing up in Jamaica. I always wanted to be a nurse, but um, I went into a hospital in Jamaica once, and I don't know if it was the smell or what, and I fainted. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. But as a kid, but I still wanted to be that nurse. She came here at 18 and achieved that goal. Lindsay's been doing a lot of interviews lately, and she says she didn't at first have some message prepared. But one thing she thought people might not understand about what it's like to be in the hospital during COVID is how with all the masks and protective equipment, one of the only parts of someone you can see is their eyes. You kind of now get to know people's eyes. And, um, you know, it's just very, very different. The way we socialize, you know, you see fear in people's eyes. People are going around doing their thing, but, you know, there's an underlying fear. Um, We're so careful now with outbreaks in our units that we have to separate and put staff, say, on shift, who goes to lunch first and turn over the room, the lounge, where you used to just be able to go and hang out with your friends, and that was the time where you decompress. It, it's very, we're all together, but it's very lonely. The vaccine should start to ease the pressure, but there's still a long road of caution and mask wearing, even for those with the vaccines. Lots more only seeing people's eyes. Still, Lindsay said you could see other things in hospital workers' eyes beyond the fear. You know, um, we'll be taking, say, people will be taking a photo, and they said, well, I'm still smiling under the mask. It's just like a, a habit, you know? And he said, but you can see the smile in your eyes. Your eyes tell a lot. Mm-hmm. 